This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Kate Watson. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Monday the 8th of November. In your Squeeze today, tragedy in Texas. An assassination attempt on Iraq's Prime Minister. The US trillion dollar infrastructure plan. And hitting the road. This is your Squeeze today. We're heading over to Houston in Texas first up today, Claire, where on Friday evening US time, rapper, singer and music producer Travis Scott was performing at the festival Astroworld to a crowd of 50,000. What ended up happening was eight people were killed and some 300 were injured when that crowd surged towards the stage at the start of the show. And what has unfolded is a lot of questions, not a lot of answers at this stage about exactly why the crowd surged forward. What Scott is known for is his high-energy performances. What the editors of music magazines have said is that he really tries to rile the crowd up uh, and that could be a factor in it. But there seems to be a number of things at play. One was a countdown clock at the front of the stage and one of those attending said that people were getting uh, very excited and moving forward as that clock counted down. Also, there's reports that someone in the audience was injecting others with drugs. There was a security officer who felt a prick in his neck and fell unconscious and he had to be revived with a dose of an opioid antidote. So seems like there's a few things at play here. These type of crowd crusher events, Claire, are really rare these days. There's laws, there's practices in place to prevent it from happening. Yeah, that's right. And of course, as you say, lots of lessons learned from the past, including crowd crushes that have killed tens and hundreds of people in the past. And there's issues with what might have happened at the front of the stage and how security was actually managing those spaces. As for Travis Scott himself, he's a really big deal. Claire, he's a Grammy nominee. He's also the partner of Kylie Jenner, so he's part of the Kardashian crew. He has tweeted that he's absolutely devastated by what took place. To Iraq now, where Prime Minister Mustafa al-Kadimi has survived what's thought to be an assassination attempt. Seems he was targeted by a drone laden with explosives. Claire, context, please. Yet there's no one who has accepted responsibility for this yet and the United States has put its hand up to try and help the Iraq government to uncover what happened. But there's been protests in Iraq recently over some elections that were held last month. Uh, What happened was that the party that is pro-Iran lost a number of seats. It did the worst in that election and there's supporters of that party uh, that has taken to the streets to reject that election result. What happened at the end of last week was that security forces, government forces, uh, aimed shots at protesters that were making their way to the green zone, which is where Al-Kadimi was targeted. Uh, One man was killed and things seemed to have escalated from there. Yeah, the green zone is like a highly secure zone guarded by defence forces. You mentioned the US, Claire, they've condemned the incident and they've offered their assistance with the investigation into who is behind the attempt. To Western Africa now, Sierra Leone to be exact, where at least 98 people died on Friday after a fuel tanker exploded. It's being, Claire, called a national disaster. 
Yeah, it seems what happened on Friday is that this fuel tanker has been trying to turn into a petrol station where it was offloading its fuel and a truck collided with it. Uh, The drivers of those trucks were able to get out and they found that people were trying to collect the fuel that was leaking. We're talking about people like motorbike taxi riders uh, and many others. And it seems that in the explosion, that number of people who were around the trucks have died. Uh, There seems to be, like everywhere in the world, very high fuel prices and concerns about shortages. So that's why so many people were scrambling to get hold of what they thought was free fuel. Yeah, a huge issue around the world. As I said, it's been described as a national disaster and also as a terrible, terrible accident. Claire, we've been around the world and we're back in the US where the House of Reps have passed a US $1.2 trillion infrastructure bill. If you need reminding just how big the US is, that's $1.6 trillion Aussie dollars, which is equal to about eight months of our nation's total economic output. So it's a whopper. It is a really big bill and it's been called, in fact, the largest federal investment in America's infrastructure for decades. It's a bill that has been argued about at length in the United States over the last few weeks with Joe Biden trying to get that through the Congress. He was held up by his own side as much as anyone else. There were Democrats who were very concerned about exactly what it was that was in that bill and whether it was the right things to speak on, But eventually, after a lot of wrangling, he was able to help get that through the House of Representatives. Uh, what comes next is another bill. It's even bigger, $1.85 US trillion. Uh, it's going to spend on things like climate change. So that Biden climate package isn't done yet. We talked about that in the podcast last week. Biden's popularity has taken a dip recently, so supporters of this bill hope that this plan might give the party a bit of a boost. Back home and to Perth, where on Saturday a 57-year-old local man was killed by a shark, or possibly sharks, Claire, while swimming at Port Beach in the suburb of North Fremantle. So far, no sign of his body, but the attack was witnessed by a group of teenage boys who were on a dinghy nearby. Their actions have been labelled heroic. Yeah, what they did was they were able to try and get between the shark and the man. They were unable to save him, unfortunately. They also raised awareness across the beach that there were sharks in the water and that something terrible was happening. So they've been credited with potentially saving the lives of many others. Uh, Paul Millerchip was the man's name. He has been named overnight. His wife of 35 years addressed the press yesterday and said that he was a one wonderful man and a wonderful father, that he really loved his exercise. She praised the work of authorities and said that she and her family were very grateful for their efforts. Yeah, it's been pointed out that this was in a metro area, quite a populated area. The last time someone died after a shark attack in and around the city area itself was back in June 2016. 
couple of sporting things to note now. Our men's T20 World Cup campaign is back on track. Claire, we've made the semifinals. Woo! That's exciting, <laughs> isn't it? And they've gone through with England also in the final four as Pakistan uh, and New Zealand. Australia will take to the semis at 1am on Friday morning. It's really tough viewing times for Aussie fans going forward. It's right in the 1am time zones. Yeah, not ideal. That's all happening in the UAE, of course. Uh, that'll be against Pakistan. On the losing side of things overnight were the Wallabies. They went down to Scotland 15 to 13. That breaks their five-game winning streak. More about all of that in our daily news podcast, Sport Today, of course. You can search for that in your preferred podcast app or, as always, I'll pop a link in your episode notes. Squeeze the day. And for me, expect to see a lot of the Prime Minister out and about this week. He's hitting the road to start talking about his policies, something COVID has prohibited him from doing for some time. It's been a really tough time for federal politicians who want to hit the hustings. Uh, Morrison doing that this week and reconnecting. Uh, Surely Anthony Albanese will be doing much of the same as those borders reopen. Uh, What I'm looking at is National Recycling Week. Mm. Get out your glass bottles, get your paper into the right bins and away you go. Sometimes, Claire, you just talk a whole lot of rubbish. (laughs) Thanks. Thanks so much. It's so bad. I don't know where that came from. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for helping me out there. That is really all from us today. Enjoy your Monday. We'll be back tomorrow. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super. As one of Australia's largest profit-for-member super funds, they have a range of helpful tools, like their My Retirement Planner, which allows you to see how much you'll need for retirement and provides an easy-to-understand plan of how to get there. And better still, it's free for all. Read the PDS and TMD at aware.com.au.